Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Today in sports betting for Friday, July 22nd, the dog days of summer are upon us. I'm your host, Doug Reed, and as always, you can find me on Twitter at Doug underscore Reed. That's R-E-I-D and then 3-4, Doug underscore Reed 3-4. This is Sports Ethos presentation, and if you haven't already checked out our site, I suggest you go to sportsethos.com. Lots of free information there, shows all our daily podcasts, some articles, and also our subscriptions. I'm part of the Wager Pass group. And you can get our wager pass for 15 bucks a month, a steal of a deal. Uh, so far this year in baseball, myself and Blake LaWatch uh, have combined. We're up 17.06 units, so just over 17 units, 159 and 151 on the season. The week leading into the All-Star break, we had a great run. We're up almost 10 units, 9.83 units, 23 and 12. So if you're not following Blake already on Twitter, check him out at Blake, and then last name, L-A-W-A-T-C-H, puts out some plays, and uh, part of our wager pass, we're doing a fantastic job in baseball. We're also expanding the sports ethos world and getting a lot into fantasy baseball. We have a daily podcast with our guy, Joe Rico. You can find him on Twitter, Joe, R-R-I-C-O, and then the number is 99. Does a great job. Fantasy baseball, uh, DFS, and I think that, that parlays over to... Um, wagering as well because he's got a lot of great insight on pitching pitchers and who's going and who's hot we're also ramping up the football side of things uh, we have a fantasy football podcast three days a week that's going to be going daily in august that's by uh, jp sticko you can find him on twitter at j p s t i c c o really knows his stuff he's gone through some win totals so there's some wagering advice there mainly fantasy football uh, but as the season gets going we're going to be blowing things up with football and fantasy side and college football and NFL on the wagering side and baseball through the playoffs. So a lot going on. Check out sportsethos.com. Find some information, some free information, some of our packages. Definitely worth your while and definitely uh, very um, well-priced products that we have. So post-All-Star break, didn't have a show yesterday. It was a small slate and nothing really uh, jumped out at me. So we skipped yesterday. On to today, 14 games in the majors. Uh, we're going to start off with the first one in Cincinnati, where you have uh, the Cards behind Adam Wainwright come in at minus 145 favorites, and the Reds behind Graham Ashcroft come in at plus 120. Total here is 10. Uh, juice both ways to minus 110. You can get the Cards at plus 110 on the run line. I would lean to Cards. Um, I might take them at minus 140, but not there yet. Wainwright comes in 111 innings, uh, even 3.00 ERA, 1.23 whip, 31 walks, 89 strikeouts. Ashcroft has been up and down in his first season in Cincy. 54 and two-thirds innings, 4.45 ERA, 1.35 whip, 12 walks, 22 strikeouts. I like the pitching here, Wainwright. I like better than Ashcroft. I like their hitting. Uh, the cards are ready for their, what they always seem to do, make a run at the AL Central or the NL Central. And I think their schedule lines up very well. A lot of games against the Cards, uh, the Reds 
coming up. Uh, the Cubbies are on there too. So I think they can make a run, and I think it starts tonight. So I like Wainwright a little steep at 140. Going to watch that line close to the game, but probably be on the cards there. Next game is in Philadelphia where we have the Cubbies. And you can get Justin Steele, the young lefty for the Cubbies, on the road at plus 110. And Kyle Gibson at home for the Phillies, the righties at minus, the righty at minus 130. Total here is nine. And you can get the home Phillies at plus 145. I'm actually going to be on the Phillies here at minus 130. I think this line's a little short. Uh, might be walking into a trap. I just think they're a better team. I think Gibson's a better pitcher. Steele's pitched well lately. He comes in 82 in a third innings, 4.15 ERA, 1.41 whip, 37 walks, a few too many walks, 79 strikeouts, so just under a strikeout inning. Gibson, on the other hand, 97 in a third, 4.35 ERA, 1.2 whip, 26 walks, and 80 strikeouts. And he hasn't he hasn't been pitching. He's been very hot and cold, which is, I think, kind of what, what you should expect for him for probably the rest of, rest of his career because he seems to be doing that. Although his two games pre-All-Star break, he pitched pretty well. Against Miami, six innings, four hits, and earned run, a walk, five strikeouts. And against St. Louis, seven innings, two hits, no earned runs, no walks, and five strikeouts. Before that, he got hit pretty hard by St. Louis and San Diego. Uh, so, like I said, hot and cold, up and down. Uh, but I think he's has a better team behind him, better offense. And I, I just like the Phillies to win. The Cubs have just been struggling going into the break. I'm not a fan of their offense at all. I think Steele is a decent pitcher. Uh, last time out against Baltimore, struggled a little six innings, six hits, three in runs, a walk, and three strikeouts. But his two, inning, his two games before that against Milwaukee and Cincinnati only gave up one earned run. So has pitched decent uh, in his young career, but I'm just more of a backer. This this to me is maybe a coin flip pitching-wise. I think I said earlier I like Gibson. Maybe a coin flip at this stage. Go with a veteran Gibson, but I like the Phillies offense way more. So at minus 130, I'm going to be on the Phillies in that game. Next game of the night is in is in Pirate Land in Pittsburgh. We have Miami in town behind there, lefty Braxton Garrett. You can get them minus 130 as the road favorite. And the Pirates behind there, righty Zach Thompson. You can get plus 110. Total here is at 8.5. Juice to the under at minus 120. You can get over on even money, plus 100. And you can get the fish on the run line at plus 135. This game is a stay away from me. I looked at every annual pitching, annual props, and couldn't really get anything. Uh, I like Garrett, 41 to third innings, 3.7 ERA, 1.23 whip, 10 walks, 40 strikeouts. So good, doing a good job limiting base runners, uh, not giving up a lot of walks, but a strikeout in inning. Uh, Pittsburgh, uh, sorry, for Pittsburgh, Thompson, 70 in a third innings, 4.09 ERA, 1.39 whip, uh, 30 walks and 49 strikeouts. So putting way too many guys on base. I did look at the Garrett strikeout prop he struck out this last out against pittsburgh six innings two hits two walks 11 strikeouts however prior to that he had three strikeouts four five seven zero and five so uh, i don't think you can get to that i think the prop is about eight eight and a half and pittsburgh strikes out a lot but does he repeat that i don't know he's never come anywhere close is, is his last seven outings i think other than that 11 strikeout he got seven once he got the five twice so i don't think he gets to those eight strikeouts so i'm gonna stay games to stay away from me in general Next game has the Yankees in Baltimore. And we have, just pulling up the pitching matchups here, Jameson Tyon, the righty on the hill for the Yankees. You can get them at minus 155. You get Tyler Wells, the righty on the hill for the O's at plus 135. Total here is, see, they're on nine, just to the under at 125. The over around 105, the first screen I'm looking at. So around nine, nine and a half you're going to get. Uh, you can get the Yanks in the run line at plus 100. Now, this is an interesting Interesting game because the Orioles were hot 
uh, over 500 going into the break and played well. But their strength of schedule, they played a lot of weak teams. So I think that's a little inflated. I don't think the Yellows are going to have the run that everybody's talking about. And the Yankees struggled. Got swept yesterday as well uh, by the Astros in the doubleheader. So I think they could be in a spot where they're a little vulnerable, but I just don't like going against the Yanks. So instead, what I looked at is tie on under 17 and a half, or sorry, yeah, under 17 and a half outs. So basically, if he goes less than six innings. Now, Tyon's had a good season, but he has struggled a lot lately. So I figured if he the under six innings, I got it a plus 110. If you look at his last few outings, uh, against the Red Sox, just for the break, went six innings. At Boston, five innings. At Pittsburgh, just five, five and a third innings. Six hits, five earned runs, no walks, five strikeouts. Against weak hitting Oakland, five innings. Uh, against the Astros, 5.2. Against Toronto, five and two thirds. Against Chicago, five innings. So if he's going under 17 and a half, that means basically he's going under six innings. And he's only hit that six inning mark once in his last seven starts. In fact, once in his last eight starts, he hit that. He's also pitched three times against the O's this year. Went five innings, four and two thirds, and four and two thirds. Now, granted, two of those were back in April. Um, his pitch count against the O's, 82, 83, and 69. When I look at his pitch count lately, so it's a little higher than that. 79 is last inning, his game against Boston. But the previous one against Boston, five innings, 91 pitches. Against Pittsburgh, five and a third, 94 pitches. Against Oakland, five innings, 101 pitches. Against Houston, five and two-thirds, 90 pitches. So he's getting up into that 90-pitch range. Um, but he's not go- they're not really letting him go past that, past the mid-90s. And he's not really getting past five, five and a third innings. So I'm happy to take him under six. So 17 and a half outs. I'm going under that at plus 110. And I'm also going Baltimore first five over one and a half runs. I get that at minus 130. I just think that Tyon's been a little susceptible to giving up hits lately uh, in his in, in some runs. Again, his last outing against Boston, six innings, one earned run. Prior to that, Boston's five innings, seven hits, six earned runs. Against Pittsburgh, five and a third, six hits, five earned runs. Against Oakland, five innings, seven hits, three earned runs. Against Houston, five and two thirds, ten hits, six earned runs. So, again, he's not going much past five, and he's given up over three earned runs in five of his last six games. So I think they have the ability to get some runs. Baltimore is definitely hitting better. Got a little bit of momentum on their side. I don't think they pull out the win, Not even a plus 135. I'm not going to be on that. But I am going to be on them scoring over one and a half runs in the first five. Next game we have in New York, and it's the Padres. And the Padres send oh, – sorry. Just trying to uh, pull up my Padres game here. The Padres send E. Darvish to the hill, and you can get them at plus 160, and you can get Max Scherzer and the Mets at home, minus 180. Total here is 7, 110 on both sides of that, and you can get the home Mets at plus 125 on the run line. I like the Mets here. Darvish isn't pitching as well on the road. However, uh, what I do like is the Darvish over 5.5 Ks. He comes in 108 in a third innings, 3.41 ERA. 0.99 0.99 whip, 22 walks, and 100 strikeouts. And what I like about uh, 5.5K prop is Darvish has been hitting this fairly regularly uh, lately. And I think he can do it again. The Mets are the number one team in strikeouts per nine, 9.67 per game. nine, Just over 9.5 per game at home. 
And Darvis is basically throwing strike just under strike out an inning. So I think you can get the you know, if you can get the six innings, six plus innings, he should be able to hit this prop. So I'm on Darvish over five and a half Ks, and I got that at plus 120. Gonna take a quick break, and when I get back, recap the rest of the games on the slate tonight. All right, the next game of the night is in Boston, where we've got the Blue Jays in town to start off the series with the Red Sox. Jays send their ace, Kevin Gossman, to the mound. You can get them at minus 115 road favorites. And you can get the home Red Sox behind Nate Eovaldi at minus 105. Total here is nine. I see it uh, juiced to the over at minus 115. You can get the Jays on the run line at plus 115. Cosman comes in 94 innings, 2.87 ERA, 18, or sorry, 1.29 whip, 18 walks, 106 strikeouts. Eovaldi on the flip side, 72 and two-thirds, 3.34 ERA, 12 walks, 76 strikeouts, 1.14 ERA. This game's a stay away from me. Uh, I can't really find a side on it. The Jays' bats have been struggling, but Gosman has pitched well. He's had some tough luck outings. His record's only 6-7. and seven. He should probably have about 8 or 9 wins. Jays' bats just haven't hit for him. I'm not really a subscriber in to the theory that bats go cold behind a certain pitcher or teams don't support a pitcher. Uh, you know, it's not the Oakland A's, Detroit Tigers we're talking about here. We're talking about the Blue Jays. We've got a very good offense behind them, so I think they can get to anybody. Uh, the problem is Red Sox got a great offense as well. So I think the Red Sox can get the Gosman. I think the Jays can get the Eovaldi. Total here is nine. A little high with these two guys in the mound, but it's in Boston. Uh, so if I get that at eight and a half, I might look to take it in over. But a nine, it's a stay away from me. The next game, which should be a really good pitchers, pitchers matchup, is in Atlanta, where we have the LA Angels behind Shohei Otani coming out plus 130 on the money line. The home Braves and Charlie Morton minus 150. Total here is seven, so obviously pitchers duel is expected. And you can get the home Braves at plus 150 on the run line. Otani comes in 87 innings, 2.38 ERA, 0.99 whip, 22 walks, 123 strikeouts. Morton, 99 innings, 4.45 ERA, 1.25 whip, 37 walks, and 114 strikeouts. I was looking for maybe a K prop because the Braves strike out a lot, and Otani has struck out over 10 guys in, I think, his last uh four games in a row, but I think it was, I think it was about a plus 180 or pardon me, plus 180. Uh, it was over eight and a half trying to find his strikeout prop here. Yeah. Uh, over, over seven and a half, I see, but it's juiced to minus 150, minus 160. I think he can get there. Uh, I just don't like laying that much money on a prop such as that, because if the Braves, the Braves strike out a lot, but if the Braves are hitting, maybe they get to Otani. Nobody's been able to figure him out lately. So it's something I might consider. Um, but for now, it's a stay away from me, as is this game. I like the Braves, but I can't bet against Otani. I like the Braves pitching. I like their their uh, their lineup. I like everything about them right now and everything. I And I don't like the LA Angels for anything other than Otani and Trout, but I think he's still on the on the um, on the bench. I don't think he's play, he's back yet. So going to be a stay away from me. I see this game potentially being close. Seven runs. The under plus 105, I don't think I like that. Maybe a first, the first five under, but it's going to be at about two and a half or three. So stay away there as well. Next game is in Chicago, and the White Sox are hosting the Cleveland Guardians. The Guardians send righty Cal Quantrill to the hill, and you can get them at plus 140. The White Sox and Lucas Giolito, their righty, are at minus 160. Total here, eight and a half, juice to the under at minus 115. You can get the home Sox, plus 125. I'm actually leaning Chicago. I just don't like the minus 160. Um, to, uh, Giolito, Giolito has not pitched well this year, but he has pitched well against Cleveland, Cleveland oddly enough. Um, you get him on the season. 
Giolito comes in 88 and a third, 4.69 ERA, 32 walks, 102 strikeouts, 1.4 whip. Quantrill has been good, but not great. Inconsistent is probably the, the mode for him to explain him this year. 102 thirds innings, 3.75 ERA, 1.29 whip, 30 walks, 63 strikeouts. So very much pitching to contact, which can work against Chicago because they have struggled, especially at home. Uh, but the thing with Giolito, as, as well as he, he did pitch well in his last game against these Guardians right before the break, six and a third, five hits, uh, one run, no earned runs, a walk and five strikeouts. But in his two outings this year against uh, the Guardians, 13 and a third, 13 and a third innings, 11 hits, one earned run, two walks, and 10 strikeouts. Uh, Quantrill has pitched twice against these White Sox, and he's got. 12 and a third, 17 hits, eight earned runs, a walk, and three strikeouts. So I know small sample sizes. I think Giolito isn't primed for a bounce back. I just can't lay 160. Uh, too much too much for me. And I don't know that I like the Sox on the run line, although plus 125 is a decent price, but they've just been struggling to score. Uh, they do better against lefties, we know. Fortunately, Quantrill's a righty. So going to probably stay away from this game. Next game, 8-10 East. We have Colorado in Milwaukee to face the Brewers. For the Rockies, you get ready Antonio Sensatella, and you can get them plus 235 on the money line. The home Brewers send their ace, Corbin Burns, and you can get them minus 290. The over-under, 7.5, juice to minus 120. And the total here, the run line, you can get the Brewers at minus 125. No way I can touch any of those numbers. I like Milwaukee. I like Burns. Uh, I like their bats to get the Sensatella. Um, but I just can't touch that. Maybe I would look to the under, but at minus one, uh, under seven and a half. So I don't, the Brewers, the Rockies are terrible on the road. And Burns is pitched better on the road, but he's just been stellar all year long. Comes in 113 two thirds innings, 2.14 ERA, 29 watts, 144 strikeouts, 0.90 whip. Sensatel on the other side, 60 innings, 4.95 ERA, 1.8 whip, 15 walks, 34 strikeouts. So, might look for a pitching prop somewhere in there, maybe hits allowed by Sensatella or innings uh, for Burns, but nothing yet, and those numbers just don't line up for uh, me. Next game, Texas is in Oakland for what should be – I actually find this think this would be an interesting game because these pitchers are, are um, very hard to predict. You get young Spencer Howard, the righty for Texas. They're minus 120, the favorites, favorites on the road, which is shocking when I read his numbers in a second. Uh, behind lefty Cole Irvin and Oakland. They are at home at plus 100. Total here is 7.5. So market thinks it's going to be a pitcher's duel. I disagree. I think it's going over. I see over plus 100. The problem is Oakland's bats. Oakland's are terrible at home. I think they're hitting – they are hitting like 195 at home. That's how bad they are. But at 7.5, I might lean to the over here. Uh, I just think a few runs can be scored against these pitchers. You can get the Rangers on the road at plus 150 on the run line. Spencer Howard, 20 and two-thirds innings. So small sample size, but this being the story of his career – 6.970 area, 1.74 whip, nine walks, 18 strikeouts. Just not getting it done. Hasn't got more than five innings yet. Uh, Kohler in 95 and a third innings, 3.21 ERA, 1.10 whip, 19 walks, 62 strikeouts. Having a decent year on a terrible team. So, um, you know, I, at plus 100, I could see maybe backing the uh, the A's. If they're getting more like plus 120, I think I'd be on them. I just can't back the A's, especially at home. Um, so stay away from me. Um, maybe as I said, look at it over at plus seven, at over seven and a half plus 100. Uh, if you can get that plus money, it might be something worth looking at the next game. 
is in Arizona, and we get sorry, pulling these games up. We get the Nats in town behind their lefty Patrick Corbin. They come in at plus one forty underdogs. You get Zach Gallon on the righty on the bump for the D-backs. They come in at minus one sixty total here, eight and a half. Juice to minus one ten both ways, and you can get the home D-backs at plus one thirty five on the run line. The play for me here is. Um, as you know, I don't. I'm not a Patrick Corbin fan this year, um, but Zach Gallon has been good but inconsistent. He comes in 93 and two thirds innings. Gallon that is 3.56 ERA, 1.08 WHIP, 28 walks, 89 strikeouts. The flip side is Corbin 99 and two thirds innings, 5.87 ERA, 1.7 WHIP, 35 walks, 91 strikeouts. I'm gonna be on a Corbin hits allowed prop over six and a half, and I got it at plus 110. And when I pull up his recent game log now. If you've listened to me before, he's basically a two-pitch pitcher. Throws a fastball and a splitter. Um, and a splitter basically just throws in the dirt. And, well, I I think he throws in the dirt. So the good teams are going to sit and wait in the fastball, and they're going to hit them hard. The bad teams, the younger teams, are going to chase a little bit more. So I think you've got a bit of a blend with Arizona. But in Corbin's last few outings, against San Francisco, six and two-thirds, four hits. Against Colorado at home, five innings, six hits. At Colorado, six innings, four hits. San, uh, at home, San Diego, five innings, seven hits. At San Diego, six innings, four hits. So he's been giving up hits, uh, I, and they've also been letting him go. He, he's going to go into, you know, he's gone five and two-thirds innings on average his last five or six starts. They're letting him pitch. Some games when he's when he's rolling, they're letting him pitch over 100 pitches. He's usually getting to the mid-90s. So I don't think this is going to be a huge scoring game, but I see Arizona being able to, uh, put the ball in play. They hit better against lefties. As do a number of teams. They, you know, they're, they're struggling in general on offense, but they hit better against lefties. So can Corbin give up six and a half hits? I th- over six and a half hits. I think he can. Uh, might be a bit of a stretch, but I'm probably going to be on that prop at about plus one ten. Haven't pulled the trigger yet, but going to look at that number. Two games left on the slate. We have Houston in Seattle to face the Mariners. The Mariners in their 14-game win streak on the line. Houston comes in fresh off a sweep of the Yankees last night. Behind their righty, Jose Urquidy. Sorry about that. Jose Urquidy. And he they get them minus 125. So even though they're on the road, going against a team with a 14-game win streak, they are the favorites. You get the home Mariners behind Marco Gonzalez, their veteran lefty, at plus 105. Total here is 8.5. Juice to the under at minus 115. And you can get the Strohs at plus 135 on the run line. I like your Katie. Uh, if this were 115, 120, I'd probably be on it. Uh, I'm going to wait to see close to game time. He comes in 94 and two-thirds innings, 4.09 ERA, 1.25 whip, 20 walks, 74 strikeouts. Flipside Gonzalez is doing his Marco Gonzalez thing. Somehow this guy, he's what you call a professional pitcher, which is just he knows how to survive. He knows how to get through games and keep his team in games. 100, 100 and one-third innings pitch, 3.5 ERA. 1.37 whip, 34 walks, 53 strikeouts. So walking a few too many guys, not striking out enough, giving up some hits, but keeping the Mariners in games. So I lean the Astros at 125, a little high for me, um, but definitely looking at that. Final game of the night is in L.A., and the Giants are in town for this classic NL West rivalry. You get the Giants behind their righty Logan Webb at plus 125 in the money line. You get the home Dodgers and their lefty Tyler Anderson at minus 145. Total uh, total of eight juice to the under minus 115, and you can get the Dodgers plus 145. 
Uh, I'm looking if Tyler Anderson hits allowed over five and a half. I can't get can't get to either side uh, on the number. Uh, so I'm looking to Tyler Anderson over five and a half hits allowed. Giants tend to hit better against lefties right now. Against lefties, they're hitting 247, 10th in the majors. On base percentage 326, 10th in the majors, and slugging 445, 6th in the majors. So I know LA is not necessarily an easy place to hit home runs, but they hit lefties better. And I think Anderson has had a good season, um, but I don't think he's going to the second half. He's going to continue quite as strong. He comes in with 10 and one records. I'm doing well in that department. 91, 97 and third innings, 2.96 area, 1.02 whip, 17 walks, 18 strikeouts. Um, but in his last few games, when we're looking at hits allowed, he against St. Louis, six innings, just gave up three hits, did a good job there. Against the Cubs, not a great hitting team, seven, eight, seven innings, five hits. At home against San Diego, six innings, six hits. At Colorado, ten innings, sorry, six innings, ten hits. At Cincy, five innings, five hits. So Cincy, Colorado, the Cubbies, not exactly strong offenses, and he's given up uh, five, ten, and five hits there. So I think the Giants who hit lefties better should be able to get to him. They're letting him go around 90, 95 pitches in his last – he's went in his last number of games, 88 pitches, 94, 97, 96, 81, 123 against the Angels where he went eight and a third innings. So I don't see that happening. Um, but he's getting to the mid-90s range. So can he hold the Giants in check? Yes. Uh, can he allow some base runners? Yes, he can. So I'm looking at the Giants uh, – pardon me, the Tyler Anderson over five and a half hits at an even plus 100. So – some sides, some totals, some props, which we've been leaning into a little more. Uh, hopefully something piqued your interest there. And there's lots of action, some good pitchers duels, some bad teams playing each other, but should be some interesting games. And again, to go back to what I said at the start, if you're not already, go to sportsethos.com. Check out our website there. Or on Twitter, uh, follow Blake LaWatch. He's been doing a great job. Him and I are, have been doing most of baseball handicapping here during the summer, but he's been doing a fantastic job. And he's on Twitter at Blake LAW. A-T-C-H. And before I go, just want to mention our buddies at Manscaped. Go to manscaped.com. When you check out, use the code HOOPBALL20. That's HOOPBALL20. Get 20% off your order and free shipping on your package or your package for your package. So hopefully you enjoyed the show. Hopefully you got some sides, some totals, maybe some ideas, some props uh, that interest you. Lots of action on the board tonight and hopefully some money to be made. Enjoy your night, and we will catch you tomorrow. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.